All right, we are joining today, very exclusive, the people that subscribe to Self-Publishing with Dale L. Roberts. You guys are in for a treat today, and those of you in the Hustle Project over Facebook, you're gonna get an inside look at a successful self-publisher, and this is gonna be something that's ongoing, so I really highly recommend that if you have not already, make sure that you subscribe to Self-Publishing with Dale L. Roberts. Sure, you're gonna have some funny jump cuts and quips and insights from my sarcastic and sometimes brave views of the self-publishing industry, but also I wanna bring some industry experts in that actually can give a fun yet informative slant on the self-publishing industry. And so it is my pleasure that I introduce to you today someone actually I've been really trying to get in touch with for, geez, it's probably been about a month. Her name is Camille Martin. And she's 20 years old, and she's a young entrepreneur, quit her day job at the age of 18. That's right, 20. Well, I spent my years at 20 years old drinking and partying and worrying about things. And here, this woman is dominating Kindle Publishing. That's her platform. She sports her daily lifestyle. She's written her own books uh, titled Self Love Through Yoga. She has coached numerous people, teaching them how to make money online through Kindle Publishing. She also got recently accepted to a very unique scholarship program with Eben Pagan. If you don't know who Eben Pagan is, seriously, I'm going to pull this rock up and you come on, crawl on out, look up Eben Pagan. That's spelled E-B-E-N, last name P-A-G-A-N, because this guy is the bee's knees. He's the new news, I'm telling you. And she got to go and spend some time with him recently in Chicago and learn to be a more successful entrepreneur than what she is. And this is crazy because she's only 20 years old. So what kind of an impact are you going to make come the time that you're my age, about 40 here, Camille? So um, don't answer that question. It's rhetorical. I'm just excited to have you on. So thank how you. are you doing? Oh, I'm so good. And I'm so happy to be here. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's like, this is like a dream come true to me. So thank you so much for having me. Absolutely my pleasure. Uh, I really, I'm going to start to dig in very deep. Uh, but before I do go in really deep, good God, how is it you tick a lot differently than most 20 mm -hmm. year olds? Because you're already wildly successful. And I'm not going to talk about numbers because I'm going to talk you. exactly how you carry yourself and how you of exude course. just this, you know, I don't know, you're, you're, you're happy. Your messages were amazing. And now that you and I are kind of talking person yeah. to person, it definitely further clarifies and cements the fact that yeah. you are a successful woman. So tell me, what, what is it that, how is it that you're so unique? Um, there's one thing that I truly learned in the event in Chicago, which I was this weekend, is that you got to have a really vision, not just for yourself, but for the whole entire humanity. And when you're able to have an understandable you know, vision of how the world should look like in 20 years from now, that will change the whole entire game. That will decrease your fears, your fear of failures, your fear of, your fear of poverty. And when you just look at that, just look at your vision 20 years from now, how the world will look like, it will change the game of how you desire to be right now and how you define success in the first place. Wow. Yeah. Uh I don't know how you're going to be able to follow that statement. Seriously, that is an <laughs> impactful introduction. And uh, I, I'm just blown away. This is really, really cool. Are you sure you don't want to just finish on this note and just hit it, hit it on a high note? <laughs> no, <laughs> keep going. <laughs> That's awesome. 
Well, good. Uh, let's spend about you know uh, somewhere short of an hour if we can, if not an hour. Um, I'm not going to go beyond that because I don't want to get it to where people get too mm -hmm. much. But I want people exactly. to keep uh, interested here with you. So, um, all right. So let's start at the beginning here with you, Camille. Um, I'm going. I want to talk about where were you at two years ago? What exactly got you into Kindle publishing? And um, just kind of give me a little bit of background. Yeah, it wasn't like any other people. You know, I didn't have like. Um, really bad situation when I was young. I lived with a fairly mid middle class family, but I was a dreamer. I think that's the biggest one. My father was a businessman. My mom was just a um, nine to five business. I mean, working for a job. And um, my dad really taught me how to become more comfortable with people. My dad taught me how to become a dreamer. So I started off as a dreamer, went to high school, but I didn't want to go to college because the most important thing that my mom taught me is that you got to figure out your strength. What is your strength? And this really is a really good question you might want to ask to your kids or to yourself, mostly for young people or anyone at your age right now. Because when you figure out what your strength is, you can really turn this into something else and you can master it. So that was the first thing for me. Figure out my strength. My strength back then was I was very talkative. I talk a lot. I just, anyone that I could see, anyone, any person in the street or in the gym, I just say hi to everyone. And that's when I figured out that's my strength. It's not science. It's not math. It's not English. It's just talking. So I tried to figure it out what kind of job I need to have when I grow up. And I thought, hey, why not do marketing? You know, because marketers are very good speakers. And so I decided to do network marketing. And um, that's when the MLM business, multi-level marketing, I, that's my very first, you know, interaction about business. And um, funny enough, I went to a seminar called Millionaire Mind Intensive, T. Harv Ecker. Absolutely nice. phenomenal. Yeah, exactly. And that's how I met Sean Stewart, my current boyfriend right now, my partner. And he introduced to me about self-publishing. And I, back then, I was so in love with MLM. And I told him, I was like, if you know what I'm doing right now, you'd be doing it too. And <laughs> he was like, well, Camille, if you know self-publishing in Kindle, you'd be doing exactly what I'm doing right now as well. So we went into that kind of He's like. kind of guy. Very well. <laughs> And so I was like, well, I don't know. Let's just see, you know. And so we kept going for a few months. Um, I was still doing my MLM. Things was, weren't working out well. And I said, you know, my mom came up to me and gave me an open look of how the world really looks like. And she told me, if this man is super successful, which Sean was earning so much money back then, and I was like, if this man is earning this amount of money, like, wouldn't you want to try exactly the same thing and see the opportunities behind it? And so I was like, okay, let me try it for six months and see where it turns out. If it turns out really well, I'll keep going. And oh my God, in just first two months, the amount of impact that Kindle publishing gave into my life that my lifestyle just like literally went to blooming like it went unbelievably unbelievably amazing and I learned how to become a businesswoman not just because even though it's virtual you know even though it's like you know you talk to your writers from outside they're around places I learned how to become a CEO of a company Wow, it's it's really nice. Uh, it's so funny. You and I have such similar path lines. Uh, oh, I, really? Uh, I share that same MLM experience. To yeah. Where 
actually <laughs> I, I had a semi-successful um, business through that mm. um, but I just I kind of found like I was almost compromising some of my own personal views and Absolutely. I've always been wanting to, to publish since I was a kid so it's so cool to see that you did the same exact thing. Uh, I'm not yeah. curious as far as you know, you know, what company or anything else like that. Oh, yeah, it's obviously, fine. you can pick any of them, but um, uh, kind of take you a little bit off course. Just self-publishing isn't it really cool mm -hmm. to see the people that were successful in MLM? Was that something that oh, really yeah. spoke to you? Oh yes, the growth. That was the most exciting part for me. Growing in that business, grow like personal development. Like that's that that's how you learn personal development through MLM. Yeah. So I incredible. suggest MLM if you want. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, and you know it's so funny. A lot of people, unfortunately, it just gets such a bad rap um, for mm. being pyramid schemes because a lot of people are like, oh, it's a pyramid scheme. Yeah, oh, there yeah. are going to be some less than saver people, but. It's, it's like any business. Self-publishing has some less than savory people. And I'm sure you and I will probably <laughs> yeah. spread over into that region eventually. And it's something that I typically will spoof in my videos exactly. is some of these less than, than savory tactics. But, uh, you know, it's, it's so funny that, yeah, I, personal development was huge. And I think that um, it's so, so funny seeing my own story. And, of course, now that I see your stories and many yeah. of the other people that I surround in my inner circle, is it reminds me of the success stories that I would see in these oh, yeah. direct marketing uh, businesses where yeah. you know these people got to walk on stage where they went from zero oh, to hero yes. in six months. <laughs> you know, you find yourself you're like crying. You're like, I, I want this. Yes. <laughs> I get all worked up. I'm like all teary eyed. I'm like my wife looks over. I'm going, I'm showing tired, stupid air conditioning in this arena. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and, yeah so. it, and don't get me wrong, but this is kind of like, you know, everything that I have learned into network marketing, into MLM, I took it into my self-publishing business. And now I want to enter into self-publishing is that um, I really learned how to become a leader. And what that means is that you have writers, you have graphic designers, you have VAs. These are your people. You've got to take care of them so, so well for you to have an amazing company. Yeah. So um, now let's, uh, before we get too far ahead and talk about your, your team that you have now, um, mm -hmm. how did you get your feet into the business then? So you already had your boyfriend that you're working closely with, and obviously he was able to kind of guide you through some of the process. Yeah. How did you start and what led you to where you're at now? Mm -hmm. So starting point was tough. Um, I was completely broke because I spent a lot of my money in my MLM business. So I had to, you know, ask my mom some money. I said, hey, mom, you know, um, I'm in this very tough situation, but please lend me some money to start this business and to just see how it works. And through proper guidance, if there's one thing that I learned at that time was to hire a coach like right away. And I hired a coach that really like tremendously changed the whole entire game of my business and some failures didn't work out well some books i spent so much money in didn't work out well you know it's we all go through that <laughs> exactly so kept doing that kept doing until you hit that one certain target one point one niche that like oh that niche is for me and so that's when the whole entire thing changed so if there's one learning lesson that I've learned throughout that, through my failures, through not succeeding well during the days where I had so much self-doubt because I didn't know how things are going to work out, hire a coach. 
Yeah, absolutely. It's something I, I see a mistake that a lot of people do within self-publishing is they don't invest in themselves. Uh, exactly. uh, maybe we can stick on this point just for a little bit. Uh, what if somebody can't afford coaching mm -hmm. or they can't afford a good self-publishing course? What, what is a recommendation you would give them? Um, my recommendation is honestly like it's really digging deep into your desire. That's first foremost desire if you really want to do this or not. And if you have the desire to do this, you can find anything on YouTube. You can find people, blog posts on how they create their systems. Yep. That's usually a lot of people really tackle into. And when they get that point of like, oh, there is a huge chance to like win this game of Kindle publishing, then you will really, really find a way to make it happen for you to hire a coach. Even for me, I didn't have money to pay for my coaching, but I, I knew that and I believed that there's a way. I asked my mom for money. I really asked even though it hurts my heart and it hurts my ego to even ask for money for someone who was 19 who had a job back then like it hurt my ego for for me to ask my mom for money but really reach out it's it's the only way for you to succeed help ask for help yeah it's so funny it's it's so hard to abandon your ego for a moment and try to figure out well how am exactly. i going to come up with this money but you could see that it's obviously paid you off in dividends so you started yes. out at this level when did you mm -hmm. know it was time that you could kind of scale it up and start building a team? And what was your first, what was your first step into building that team? Um, for me, it started off when, when Sean, because Sean is a lot older than me. So he was like, let's go travel the world. You know, we can do this because we have a business online. And that's when I knew that it's time to actually scale it up, hire people. And, um, at that point is when the desire for your vision, when one vision is almost there, because my first vision was to be able to travel outside of Canada. And we went to Bali, Indonesia. That was our huge vision. And that took us six months to be able to get that vision. So in that six months, you know, I could see it. I could already see the next staircase. And when I saw that next staircase, that's when I was like, okay, it's time to take up to the next level. And it's no brainer that it's time to invest more, not just to yourself, but to your business, right? And so that's when I started hiring more writers, hired graphic, more graphic designers, and hired my, importantly, my own virtual assistant. Mm, nice, nice. Now, so uh, yeah. where were you able to pick, uh, pick up some of these team uh, members, uh, the graphic designers, the, uh, the writers and such? And uh, what did you have each one of them do? Because um, I want to make sure that we break it down a little bit. That way, if there's any kind of beginners that are tuning into this, uh, Thank you. give them a better insight. Absolutely. So with hiring writers, they, this is the most important thing in hiring writers. You really have to interview your writers. Like, get to know them, talk to them, ask them what makes a book page turner what how do you create your characters you know how do you create your outlines because if you're gonna have a long-term relationship with your writer you might as well talk to them in a daily basis give them feedback don't be afraid to give your writers feedback the more you give them feedback the more they learn from you the more they know that you can trust them that I can trust them and they can trust me because they're not afraid to make mistakes and it's okay, you know, and give them things that they could use. Like, for example, if grammars is not good, tell them and ask them, ask them to learn more, you know, ask them, ask your writers to learn more so that they could be best at it. I also teach them how 
you know, go to Amazon.com, look at the best sellers, see how they write, see how they create their own description, and go, go through everything details by details. And honestly, this is how you build your own team. Because once you have amazing writers, you're gonna have amazing books. Mm -hmm. That's how you begin. And then you go to the cover designer. Your cover designer does some, honestly though, I found all of my team through Upwork.com. That's my nice. go-to place, absolutely. And so same goes with my cover designers. Most cover designers, I went through a lot of designers, like a lot of them, probably almost 10 different designers. Ooh, man. Seriously. <laughs> that was bad. <laughs> yeah, like you gotta hit the best perfect cover designer who's willing to learn, first of all, who's willing to learn new things and what they're going to teach them. So I teach everyone, I teach my team. I teach my cover designer on how to create an amazing design. You know, I tell him, go to the bestsellers, see what's selling right now in the romance or fiction or sci-fi or whatsoever so that they know what's trending and what's not trending because my, how I look at things could not be how he looks at things yep. and so not how our readers look at things, you know? So you have to touch base with your readers' emotions, not my emotions. Mm-hmm. So, so important. A lot of people exactly. unfortunately get very biased on some of their work and then they shoot it out and go, why am ah. I, why is it not selling? Why am I not getting any more sales? Why is it stagnated? Um, you know, uh, here's, here's a, here's a common issue and something I run into is a lot of people will say, I've, you know, they'll show me this awesome cover. They'll show me, you know, they've mm -hmm. got this keyword optimized, you know, title and book description. What, what would you advise to those people that aren't having success in a particular publication? Yes. So for regarding, because the most important things with books is that as soon as they look at it, it's true what they say, that they, they judge by the cover, you know? So you, if, you, if it means that you have to choose the picture of how the cover will look like, go ahead. Spend some time, work on it until you realize the importance of covers. You know, because if you're going to go through the top one to top 20 bestsellers right now, they have the most amazing covers that you could ever see. Yep. So, so spend some, some time. Don't be afraid to spend some time for the first few months into learning the most important basic in terms of publishing, which is covers. And, and yeah, and yes, you may go through different troubles. You know, your cover designer might not, might not be the best one, but keep trying. Keep looking for them. If you want to make this business a long-term, you know, business, you got to put an effort. You can't just be like, hey, do this for me and I'll give you money and then give it back, make sure that it's good. It doesn't work out that way. You have no. to tell them what I, to absolutely. do. And it was something I discovered uh, the hard way on my own, you know, about a couple of years ago was, yeah, I was just throwing money at the situation, at the problem. Exactly. Like, make a cover. You know, make this content and, and then yeah. you know, come back and, you know, I just would try to put up and, you know, you can't take, uh, you can't turn, uh, uh, what's the best way I can say, uh, well, screw it, uh, I'm going to say it to you uncensored, you can't turn, uh, you can't turn chicken si shit into chicken salad, so. It's exactly. Just, you know, uh, it's so funny and, you know, it's, uh, uh, you know, a good friend of mine, Dave Kozil and I, we're actually, we're, you know, we've had this conversation before and he's even said it on his own channel where it's just like, you know, you can. He's like, you get down to the point to where you literally can probably put a bunch of garbage out with a great cover and people will buy it. Mm -hmm. Of course, you don't yeah. want to do that. So how is it that you vet out? So you've obviously got a good handle on how you handle the, mm -hmm. the covers. How do you get good quality content? 
So creating an amazing quality content, I actually talk, I've talked to plenty of writers, you know, amazing writers, ask them how they create their outlines. And I want to share this out a little bit to everybody, whoever's watching this, is that you got to create, there's two kinds of characters. There's a flat character and there's a round characters. So flat characters could be like, you're amazing, 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 amazing. That's a flat character. But there's a round characters. A round character has a strength and has a weakness. So let's say, for example, the strength is attractive, but the um, weakness is um, selfish. So you got to now create that this guy is super attractive, but he's selfish. So you got to create something intensifying that makes the strength and the weakness come together to make it more amazing. So when you create an amazing one-person character who has an amazing strength, who has an amazing weakness as well, and can be combined together to make it more amazing, then you're, you got an amazing content there. You got an amazing book that's going to come together and put together. And then creating conflicts, like how can this man change? This really requires a lot of, you know, internal asking questions, like, Example for yourself asking yourself. How did I become better or asking some friends? How did this friend become better among all of the shit that has happened into this person's life? You know, so it everything that you create whether that's a fiction book um, Mostly fiction. That's what I'm really good at is that in creating a fiction books um, You want to make sure that the books that you're creating are understandable by your readers You know yeah. most situation this is what life is about life is just a story as it is but how do you create an interesting stories from different characters yeah that's so really cool I, I love talking fiction this is probably one of my favorite things it's so funny yeah. I'm wildly successful in my own personal name through nonfiction and not too many people realize I actually do publish under an assumed name in fiction and I love talking fiction because <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, it's great to create these characters and you know get behind the psychology and this is something i learned that's exactly right you got to learn to become a good writer you got to learn to kind of pay attention to people and watch mm -hmm. those minor nuances within yes. them and those those extremes especially if you can find those extremes it's so much easier to create a, a compelling story arc now since we're on fiction and hopefully we'll shift over to nonfiction eventually. If we don't, that's okay. Fiction, I love yeah. to talk about. So let's let's go. Let's stick around on this one. You're talking about good, compelling characters, okay? Because mm -hmm. you can sit there and make a character, and like you said, make it just flat, where it's just like, this is, this is Sarah. Mm -hmm. Sarah is a pretty woman. She is happy. Yeah. Or you can exactly. really get into, you know, the in, in talking about this person in depth, and not so much. This is this is what I see a lot of these self publishers that are getting into the business and wondering why aren't my books selling? Is mm -hmm. because they're not getting down into the psychology. They're too busy telling. Yes. Let me tell you what Sarah is like. Sarah is like this, 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 exactly. rather than showing. So my question to you is, how do you formulate a good story arc, and then? Mm -hmm. How do you communicate that with your writer so that way they can really put together something that is mm -hmm. something that suspends your reader's disbelief? Absolutely. So first thing is um, I really ask myself a lot of, mostly because in fiction, majority of the readers are um, fiction romance, and then we'll go to mystery later, but in fiction romance, majority of your readers are female. And um, what are the things that female likes? What do they love? They love being safe, protected, engaged, you know, they love being complimented. 
you gotta create those things that women love, you gotta put it inside the book. Like, this is what women love. They love being wooed. So you gotta create that in the book. And what are the things, challenges that females do not wanna face? It's like rejections. We don't like rejections. We don't like being ignored. You know, so then you create those things and you combine them all together. The things that women likes and the things that women doesn't like. You create awkward situations through the things that women doesn't like. So we're really targeting about women if you're, you know, creating romance. And how about mystery? What are the things that guys love? Action. They love suspense. Guys just love like fantasies and seeing new things, you know? They love those. So you gotta create that if you're creating mystery books and all that good stuff, you know? And if you're creating something more like um, sci-fi, imagination, those kind of things. So how do I talk to this to my writers? Um, mostly as a romance fiction, majority of my writers are women. And I only have one guy who's, who's my writer, long-term, he's actually gay, so he gets some certain things and aspects into it, you know? So I tell them, hey, this is what m women looks like. We do research. We actually do research about women, um, research about um, the feelings, psychological things, what do women think about when they see an attractive man versus what women thinks when they see not too attractive men. Actually, look for certain words like safe, protected, in love, happy, certain words that really like dig deep into your heart and be like, oh, I like that word. Those things, we really use them a lot inside the book. So I communicate that a lot with my writers. So it's really a lot about psychological research. Like you said, you were absolutely right on that because in creating a book, it's really a lot about touching emotions. Nothing yeah. else but emotions. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's you know, uh, yeah. a lot of people, unfortunately, they get wrapped up in this business because obviously they see a lot of these crazy off the chart success stories, the zero to $15,000 in the first 30 day stories, but they don't understand that it really, those particular instances are fewer yeah. than they think. And the thing is, is people are too busy chasing the dollar sign. It's very clear that you're very yeah. passionate about what you're doing. So, do you enjoy reading these books? I, I'm just, I'm curious. <laughs> yes, because I actually look forward to how the ending will look like because I leave the ending to my writers. Like, okay, good luck with the right, with the ending. You can make it a twist or you make it, you can make it a happy ending, you know? So I really enjoy writing. So if there's one thing, actually, I want to dig into that. If a lot of you guys like, publishers, if you feel like I don't have time to like do my research, the best thing you can do is you go to amazon.com bestseller, go to your certain um, category, let's say for example, romance, new adult and romance, go through the top one to top 20, go inside the description and look at certain words that they use that actually triggers emotion to you. Any words that just like any single word that triggers emotion. And then what next thing you go to is the reviews. All of the five reviews, four reviews, one reviews. In the one review, you get to see what people are looking for more. Mm -hmm. When you see in the one review, you get to say like, oh, I didn't like this part, or I didn't like how this girl said this. So now you get to see like, oh, okay, people, readers, some readers don't like this. So you can change those things when you're creating your book. And then when you go to the five, five four-star reviews, you get to see what people love. So the things that people love, books. It's as simple as that. You don't have to go through a lot of different research if you don't want to. 
because I sometimes do. <laughs> so just then just research the top, at least top five or top 10 book in your certain category. And you'll learn so much with how these people, you know, create their books. That's so awesome. Uh, I like how, how you, yeah. you've kind of niched it down. It's so funny because a lot of people unfortunately take for granted that there are people that are successful in this particular field and they think, well, how yes. did they do it? It's easy. They have it right in front of you, you know, between <laughs> the reviews, their book description, their cover. Absolutely. And all you got to really do is go through and duplicate it and not necessarily plagiarize the point. And that's yes. one of the things you kind of said is you just see what elements are they missing and you say, okay, yeah. and what elements do they have? Let's marry those two things together exactly. and I can provide good quality material. So yes, mm -hmm. that's, it's so funny. It's like the answer's right under people's yeah. noses and you're kind of, you're going, yeah. look down, it's right in front of you. <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, this is the secret to Kindle publishing. Mm -hmm. What I just said to you is the secret to a page turner book, the secret to earning tons and tons of money. Copy what's already working. Absolutely, you know, and uh, I was I was having a great conversation with a young man yesterday through a messenger, and mm -hmm. um, he uh, he was kind of he was getting into a particular niche, and he saw mm -hmm. one successful book, and he was just like, he had pretty much looked up all the keywords and mm -hmm. spun a really good title. Okay, and I, spun's yeah. probably not a good word because it sounds like he's you know plagiarizing, yeah. <laughs> he's turning around the words. But it was, he was like, well, should I do this one or this one? And I was like, mm -hmm. oh, you should do this one. He's like, but that's the other guy's title. And I was like, well, don't do that one. <laughs> I was like, don't do that one, man. I'm like, yeah, you use your own. Uh, yeah, so that's, yeah. that's the most important thing because you don't want to try to recreate other people's work, but you do want to duplicate their success model. Yeah, exactly. And there's another great example. It's like, let's say, for example, in the billionaire niche, there's like this one best-selling book. It's called The Billionaire for Auction, you know? So you want to create exactly the same thing kind of titles. Like, oh, maybe I can create something the same thing, but not too close. Like The Billionaire Barter. Mm. Barter are two different words, but they're still like connected in some ways. So find something that you can kind of different, but similar enough. And then copy how the guy looks like, but not the same picture. And when I did that, that's when my book just like hit it off. Nice, nice. Now, um, you, uh, something you shared with me was you actually wrote your own nonfiction book. Yes, I did. Um, uh, before we go over into the nonfiction and shift over into there, do you write any of your fiction material or is that just all strictly hired out? Hired out. I create outlines. I create characters. Um, sometimes I mastermind with my writer, and I actually we mastermind about how our characters should look like. Makes it more fun and enjoyable to have, you know, team, and it becomes more enjoyable. Nice, nice. So uh, on nonfiction. So you, mm -hmm. I, you, you've told me about the one book. Um, give me a little bit more about some of the things that you've produced and your successes, and of course. I'm not gonna let you get out of it. We gotta talk about some of your failures. Oh, absolutely. Yes, yeah, so um, when I was creating, first of all, I actually created my own book called Self Love Through Yoga, and I am not a yoga teacher. I just love yoga. So I was like, okay, and I saw the potential in that niche. So I went in there, see what's happening. And majority of, this is another important thing is that the takeaway mostly in nonfiction is when I went through the yoga niche, a lot of books are about yoga for beginners, yoga for beginners. There's like thousands of them about yoga for beginners. But ask yourself, how can I stand out? 
when you ask that question, a lot of um, imaginations and a lot of things just comes into your mind. And I said, okay, well, how can I, you know, combine yoga and something that I'm passionate about as well? And that's when I realized I'm realized I realized that I'm really passionate about you know, self-love. And so I was like, well, let's combine those two together. Self-love through yoga. Like, it can't get anywhere cooler than that, <laughs> I think at least. You know, yeah. so you combine those two things together and now you stand out. So I still make at least $200 every single month from that certain book alone. Nice. That's good. Because it stands out. It's, it's really good enough for something that stands out, you know, comparing to some book after like six months it goes down but this book i have my book personally i haven't touched it it's just sitting there and people are still buying it because it's love is such a powerful word oh, yeah. itself yeah so in terms of non-fictions um of course there would be days that you get lazy creating your book mostly if you're you want to create your own book <laughs> exactly you know you don't you don't you don't want to keep moving forward you need some motivation sometimes you do like one paragraph and then you're like okay that's good enough and those kind of things and um, another lesson that I want to teach is that if you want to create your own book start with the table of contents um, I think that's the most important one um, start with your table of contents understand what you want to put inside your book what are the things you want to talk about and then after that that's when you can start including certain things and touch-ups and all that good stuff so I don't know a lot a lot of great things about nonfiction but I just created my book because I loved it because I love to create and to give something to people that needs it that's that's awesome you know and see that's where you really have captured what I try mm -hmm. to you know espouse to everybody and the people that are coming into the business is find something you're passionate about because mm -hmm. people will yeah. be able to feel your passion when they're reading it. You know, I get these comments every now and then within my own reviews where people are like, you can tell Dale is very passionate about health and fitness. Yeah. And so you can see that oh, with yeah. your readers, they know you're passionate about it. And of course, oh, they're yeah. going to reward you for that because they're going to continue to purchase $200, yes. which by the way, some people are probably sitting in their head, maybe they're new to the business, they're going, $200, that's not really good. That's actually pretty darn good for yeah. a publication. That's pretty darn good. If you can, and that's a that's excellent. So if you were able to get $200 per book and you've got about you know 10 to 15 of those puppies up yes. there, you're gonna make yourself a nice little part-time income that exactly out of a nine to five job mm -hmm. and keep you, you, know, you know, working on this business and of course scaling Absolutely. it upwards. So awesome work on that. Now, is there any other nonfiction books that you did outside? Actually, of no, nothing. That's all. Oh my goodness. Are you going to, are you going to create some more? Cause I mean, obviously I mean, you've had great success with this. One. I agree. I should, <laughs> but the laziness sometimes just comes up. And another thing, actually, that's what I want to talk about regarding my failures. You know, um, in the whole entire Kindle publishing business, I literally some like went broke for once. I went broke because I didn't know how to handle my money. Um, that's my biggest, biggest, biggest failure that I know that I've created in myself. And you have to know where you're, where you're putting your money. Important. I can't stress this enough. And I'm so passionate about this talk because I've been there and I know how scary it could be. That sometimes you don't even know what to do anymore. That you feel like the world is against you. But you have to like be really good at figuring out how much money you're going to invest. Figure out how much money you've spent for your house, for your clothes, whatsoever. Be good at handling your money.
that's my biggest failure. I feel like some, I felt so ashamed for myself because my mom gave me the privilege to give me money to, you know, to invest on something. Mm -hmm. And then next thing you know, sometimes you lose all of it and then you have to find a way to get back up again. I know it's a shameful um, discussion, but this is something really important. Um, um, finally, me, I'm not there anymore. I'm out of that. So thank God I was able to get out of that. And, but you know, really take care of yourself take care of your financial and do not be afraid to look how much you've spent every single month. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That's the biggest one. Like you can, cause you, sometimes you just want to keep spending. You just want to keep investing because it's doing so, so well, but you have to be honest to yourself. Uh, and when you're creating, yeah. And when it's, you're creating you know, books. Go, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Uh, yeah. you're, you're on You're on a roll. I don't want to stop you. Absolutely. And when you're creating your books, um, make just if you're going to hire someone, just really, really make sure that you're going to hire an amazing writer. Hire a writer that's going to like who's going to love you and who's you're going to love as well. Create an amazing team. It's so important to create a team because honestly, in Kindle Publishing, you're going to learn what it takes to run a business. Absolutely. And you got to treat it like a business. There's so many people that yeah. treat it like a dollar sign and a hobby. Yeah. And it pays them exactly that way. Um, when you start exactly. to treat it like a business, and this is something I'm so glad that you brought this up. Is it's a business. If yeah. you don't treat it like a business, guess what? You're not going to stick around this business very long. And I'm going to tell you, in the couple of years oh, yes. I've been in this, I've seen people come and go. They come in for a cup of coffee and they split out. And yeah, Camille, I want to I want to you know alleviate any kind of stress that you might have in being very vulnerable. <laughs> And I want to agree with you. Um, yeah, I put myself into the poorhouse. Yeah. You know, you could throw two thousand dollars, three thousand dollars within a month time into mm -hmm. your business because you're you get so excited. You're like, well, I got this much success, yeah. so I should be able to get this much success. So then you you're thinking, oh, oh yeah, I'm scale. Well, the problem is you also got to remember you need to take a little bit of money. You got to put it off the side yeah. for your own personal needs. You got to take a little bit of money, put it off the side mm -hmm. for any kind of business expenses because sometimes exactly. things will come up. That you're not prepared for so yes. um you know like for and instance yeah. for me, i find that you know i will run into you know things that will be on sale like through app sumo so like they'll have like <laughs> images that you can probably purchase for your, your books yeah. or, or things exactly. like that and you're like looking at your bank account going oh damn how am i supposed to come up with 39 dollars? i already spent it exactly. on all of my outsourced writers <laughs> yeah exactly and you know what honestly great point is that there's always the ways to outsource certain things you know you can always find cheap photos that you can find there all of a sudden there's like sale on this kind so use that use that and another thing is that regarding money because I really want to touch base on this because money is such a raw but money is your teacher it's a tool to teach you something emotionally and externally because sometimes when you're too afraid to look at your money you, you will never ever move forward into the business. You always have to do not be afraid of money. Yeah, that's that's so true. And and it's it's going to afford you more uh, in the long run when you do invest that money yeah. wisely. Um, exactly. And a, a huge thing is, is saving, saving. It's not about the money you earn, but it's about the money that you save in the long term. And I've learned this Absolutely. the hard way. And I think you've oh, learned the hard way as well, where you're just kind of wondering. Oh, yes. How the hell am I going to make it yeah. to next month? <laughs> so. Exactly. That one is like the toughest like situation sometimes, you know? How can I go through next month? 
Yeah. Um, I wanted to, to say real quick, um, yeah. I want to give a big shout out to uh, King Long. Uh, he uh, posted on the YouTube channel, the YouTubes. He said, this is awesome stuff. So great stuff, Camille. We appreciate it. Uh, awesome. If anybody's tuning in live, we actually do have a Q&A feature. So if you actually popped into the events page, uh, fire up your questions. I'm going to be with Camille about another 10 minutes. All right. I'm going to talk about some of the most common questions that I get brought up. And one of them, you ready for this? Oh, you're, you're going to love this one. This is the one where I just like, you, you want, I actually had a long, like long flowing locks about up to a year ago until I started pulling it out because of this question. Reviews. What is the importance oh, yes. of reviews and how do you address that with your own business? Thank you for asking me that question because I have an answer for that to everybody. Subscription list of your list. Like it's so important to build your list. In the first few months, you're not gonna have a lot of reviews. But if you create an amazing book, a page turner book, people are going to opt in to your list. They would want more of what you're already creating. And that's how you start it. Once people start opting in, then that's how you create, you create your people. These people who's opting into your list are your potential reviewers. Mm -hmm. This is the answer to reviews. Um, how is a person going to get like an, what's, what would you suggest us uh, once again, let's pretend like we're starting from ground zero, oh, not yes. very much capital. What, where, where would they set up an email list? Cause they wouldn't mm -hmm. want to just go through Gmail, would they? Exactly. No. Um, so the, in creating your, in building your list, um, you always want to provide a free stuff. Everyone loves free stuff because when I give something for free, people want to learn more about what I'm doing. So free book, you know, give a free book, say, Hey, I have an amazing 10,000 or 10,000, 20,000 word book um, for free. You can absolutely get it here. Just join, click this link below, and then it'll take you to the website. When you take to the website, you have to ask for their name and email. You have obviously, right? So when they ask for, so when they give your name and email, so then you learn how to actually send them stuff. So you create something like Mailchimp. I do. I use Mailchimp back then. That comes only ten dollars per month. Um, in Mailchimp, that's how you start building your list. And then the more people start opting in, the, because you're giving them free stuff. A lot, a lot of people love free stuff. So you give them free stuff. And then once you're starting to scale up, at least you're seeing at least a hundred to. 200, 500 people opting in, then I think it's a great time to actually invest on a one book and put it on free, like literally permanently free. Because when you have one book that is on permanently free, and then they see another book inside the permanently free, another gift, so two, a free book and a gift. When you get their, their subscription list, that's how they subscribe. And then you have to create, after they create your, you create your subscription list and you have at least 1,000 to 2,000 subscribers, um, email everyone and ask them, hey, do you guys want to be part of my ARC reviews, you know, the Amazon review? So that these people who's going to say, yeah, I would love to, you'll, they'll get all the free books that you're going to create. They'll get all your books for free. Sorry, that's what I meant. Yeah. People that are part of your ARC list those are the people that you can actually rely on regarding reviews. Like sometimes for me, when I talk to my, um, my list, I just tell them, you know, I have this amazing book coming up. Um, if you could please leave a review, it could help a sister out. Like I talk to them very formally. I don't, 
informally sorry I talk to them very informally like hey bros hey sisters you know I have a book coming up I would love for you guys to check it out and if you leave a review you could definitely help a sister out right here and honestly like out of a thousand people subscribe subscribes subscribers that you have you're gonna have 50 reviews that will come in and give you reviews that's that's excellent advice I love that that's that's fantastic yeah you get a gold star for the day on that one because I was waiting I was just Thank like you. I was gonna, I was gonna turn around and be like if you were to like you do it through what? review swaps and of course you know buying them on Fiverr I would have been like that's it interviews over done. <laughs> Done. Finish. No, good. Good answer. Now, so uh, let's pretend like someone's brand new. Let's say they, they're brand yes. spanking new. They don't. Mm -hmm. They don't have so much as a brand new stinking book. So in other words, they can't even do something permanently mm -hmm. free. So, uh, which I want to mm -hmm. make sure I clarify to some of our viewers when she says permanently free. This means that this book is going to be made free through most major online retailers because Amazon's yeah. not going to make it automatically free. So if anybody wants more information, obviously I'm going to give some contact information for. Camille at the very end and you can always try to directly contact her and she can give you more information about her coaching yeah. program and of course about her how she does permanently free books but um, you know sometimes they won't have that gift they haven't even so much started so would you say that it's okay still to set up an email subscription and say you know yeah. like a just a notification list yeah exactly that's actually how I started I just started with hey um, if you want you know notified that there's a new book coming up make sure to subscribe on my list so I usually put it on the very beginning before table of contents say um, get into my list by clicking here be notified when there's a new book coming up and as well as at the end of the book because it makes sure that if they read it until the end it means they loved it so there's a high chance that they're going to click that link and they want to know they want to you know see more of what you create so that's how you can begin start with that and over a month two months you're seeing something invest your first $300 into creating your first you know free book it's a it's a great investment to have so I, I agree with you so much. And, and you know, if you yeah. don't invest at least that two or three hundred dollars or any amount of capital into putting a permanently free book out, yeah. at least build your catalog up to and just see which which is your power hitter. And this is gonna sound crazy. Something yes. I learned through Russell Brunson is give away mm -hmm. the best value you can, and people are going Amen. to come to you in droves. They're gonna be like, so yeah, just mm -hmm. look at your power hitter within your catalog. And when it comes to fiction, if you get that awesome fiction, they're gonna be like they're going to look at it and they're going to go, this book's free. Are you kidding me? Like I have found some like, wanted, yeah. authors through free, you know, um, yeah. gosh, let me think here. Actually, I think it was Nico laser. He's a, uh, he's, he's a uh, Canadian uh -huh. oddly enough. Oh, um, cool. an amazing prolific author, um, you know, great stuff. Uh -huh. But I actually, I think I got one of his books on a free promotion once and I was wow. hooked instantly. Um, exactly. but, uh, yeah, yeah. That's, this, this is so cool to, to be able to talk shop. Mm -hmm. So, um, and now we've got about five minutes left here. So I've asked the common question I get. What is a common question you get as a self-publisher? Um, for me, it's just a lot about reviews, actually. You tap into it the more <laughs> reviews. And this is this is the most important thing because your list are they're, they're gonna keep buying to you. That's where the real money is. The list, your list are the, where the real money is. And if you can build at least 5,000 subscription lists, it means you're doing an amazing job and you're going to rock this. I mean, the first few months, you're going to have at least 60 people, 100 people, you know, if you're just, you don't, if you don't have any free gift to give them. But that's worth, worth it. 60 to 100 people, that's amazing already. 
Yeah, absolutely. And, and even if you're not up at that point, I, I really do oh, have yeah. to, I'm sorry to interrupt, you know, uh, five people, six people, show them love, yes. uh, communicate with them because it's exactly. all about engagement. You know, it's, it's funny. I hate to kind of make this really awkward between you and I. It's not about the size of the list. It's how you use it. <laughs> uh, it, it really exactly. is. It's how you, how you engage. Because, I mean, you can have – this is what I see in a lot of these, these groups. Is you mm -hmm. get these people that will brag about their size. They'll go, oh, I've got 2,000 subscribers, yada, yada, yada. Well, oh, well, how's your engagement? Well, I don't know. I haven't sent any emails out. And you're kind of going, well, that, that's really nothing. You could – go start collecting people's emails and say well I've got a 2,000 subscriber list but if they're not opening these emails so what what is a good engagement rate for for you in other words what is a good way that you know first of all opens people opening an mm -hmm. email what's a good percentage on click-through in other words they're clicking on your yes. links to go Absolutely. to whatever you're sending them to to buy whatever products or do things like reviews Mm -hmm. um, first of all, I always tell them that, hey, I have a new book coming up, and then I give them the first chapter Ooh, nice. of how the book looks like. It's, and, we, and me and my writer really make sure that our first chapter, chapter one, is going to be the most enticing as it could get. Mm -hmm. And then the chapter one, a lot of people actually come back and respond. It's like, holy smokes, I'm, I look forward seeing this. And another one is I ask them covers. You know, I say, hey, guys, I have a new book coming up. Um, I'm kind of like in dilemma of which cover to pick. Um, would you choose A or B? And people actually come and say, hey, I, I like A or I like B. And then that's when they're like, when is it coming out? You know, so I tell them like, hey, it's coming out in a week or in two weeks. And then that's when they keep, you know, they're like over there in the edge of the seat and wanting to see it. So yeah. I keep them very engaged, mostly if there's new books coming up. Um, even though you're mostly you're starting, it's okay. Do that. Do the first chapter. Chapter one, this is a you know, sneak peek of how chapter one looks like. And you'll keep them engaged. You'll keep them want to hear more and see more. And also asking them a lot of questions they love being asked. Asking, um, you know, what kind of point of view do you like first person, second person, third person point of view in terms of our writing styles, you know. Um, they love answering your questions as well so i actually ask them a lot of questions regarding on you know what makes a fantastic female character mm. i ask them those kind of things you know so ask questions it's so good yeah that's that's really that is the key to a lot of my successes i i literally try to yeah. directly connect with some of my readers yeah. and i really believe that's why i've had the success that i've had is because i ask questions um, because before yeah. I was just throwing darts, you know, with yeah. my hands over my eyes at the board, hopefully a stick. But when I started asking questions, they were able to open my eyes, actually see a target and, you know, got, start to aim it at it. Because, you know, when you can talk with your readers and find out what they're looking for, you're going to open mm -hmm. up big. It's a treasure trove. So, um, mm -hmm. all right, well, Absolutely. we're going to start to wrap things up. Um, before yeah. we do, and we get your contact information, we'll get to that very last. Um, if there was one tip you can give to somebody brand new to self-publishing. One tip. Mm -hmm. I want you to think about this for a second. What yeah. would that one tip be? Yeah, if there's one thing that really comes in my mind is always like, it's so important to treating this business like as if you're a CEO of a company. That you're a CEO of a big, big company. You gotta know everything. You gotta know your people you got to know your contents you got to know your money you got to know 
how you can build this amazing tribe because it's going to be your tribe. It's going to be your community. Your teams are your community. Your teams are the people that's going to take you off to the next level as if you're, they're your best friends. That's how you can win this game and build your list because your list as well as your tribe. They're your tribe as well. Your list. They're your tribe. They're your community. Oh, so, so well put. Yeah, that's that's so awesome that you actually include them as part of the team, a part of that community. Oh, yeah. It's not just extended to the people that work within house, but also outside of house. Oh, yeah. Because obviously, you know, if people aren't buying, guess what? Mm -hmm. You're not in a business. You know, if you're not making exactly. money and you're not making people happy and entertaining and engaging them, then you're Absolutely. just wasting time. You know, it's so it's it's not. You got yeah. you got to remove the ego when you're in this business. I love it. Those are thank some you. Great words. All right, yeah. Camille, as we start to wrap up, how can people get a hold of you and get in touch with you? And is there anything else that you would like to plug before we close out the show? Yes, um, before I plug in, actually, I actually want to share everyone um, a lot of love and a lot of thank thankfulness because um, Kindle Publishing is not going down. It's increasing more. Oh, yeah. Like Jeff Bezos is going to be the next richest man in the world probably this year or next year. Amazon is just taking off to the next level. So, you know, Keep, be there, be in the long-term run. Don't just look at it as a short-term run. Like be there like full 100%, put your heart and love into it because when you put a lot of your heart and love into these people, you're gonna win this game. This is how you build a billion dollar company even. So that's, that's one last thing I wanna share. And if you guys wanna learn more about me, um, you can go to www.leicamille, that's L-E-I-C-A-M-I-L-L-E.com. If you wanna learn more about my coaching program, please um, email me at info, I-N-F-O, at leicamille, L-E-I-C-A-M-I-L-L-E-N.com. And just let me know how you found me, and I'd be more than happy to share with you guys everything that I've learned. So that's everything, thank you. Awesome. It has been a pleasure talking to you. I'm sure we could easily cover another full hour because I have oh, yeah. a lot of things. It's, it seems like we've definitely connected on a certain level. So make sure you stick around beyond this. I want to uh, tell that uh, there was a few people coming in and out, um, uh, peeking in on the things and uh, checking out what was going on. So I really do appreciate awesome. that you that hung in this whole time. Uh, Thank you. Stay tuned. Over the next uh, month, I'm probably going to bring in, actually not probably, I will be bringing in another successful self-publisher to uh, give you guys a bit more insights because I get a lot of questions. And rather than me spouting out what has made me successful, what has made me money, what has made me this, this, and this, I'd much rather bring in another expert and say, here, listen to them. <laughs> so okay. thank you very much. I really appreciate you tuning in and uh, I thank will say ta-ta for now. Absolutely.